0: So sorry.
1: Try this again. Ah, 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 ah. Slippery. (laughs) Hello.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I like that as the opener. Uh, Just, leave it mm, in. Leave it mm, in. Half have people mm, go, all right, these guys think they're way more funnier than <laughs> they are.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Oh Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Podcast, Order Nation, your Limited, All of your Weekly, Awesome Series, okay. and 42 which With me, as always, on my one podcast, where we talk about things that make your mother clutch her pearl and sing, Oh Dear, are my co hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brad Raybo. Boom.
2: Very Did you say done. slippery? <laughs> he also called it <laughs> my <laughs> podcast
0: listen i don't i don't mind the ownership like you know
2: take hey, ownership. i don't want, i don't want credit for this piece of shit <laughs> yeah, oh. no, yeah. we
0: were it's just very talking about special. something really funny uh because we would before the podcast brett was having a conversation with a white friend of his mm-hmm. um not really that important just to say he's white, but it, 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 he pitched a joke that was somewhat um, about race. So mm-hmm. we started making fun of the idea of, you know, white guys always saying racist things to their other white friends. And then Christian right. posed an idea: Do you want to take it from there, Christian?
1: Sure. I was just wondering if Mel Gibson – because somebody brought up Mel Gibson and I said, do you think Mel Gibson still has like one racist friend or two that he just like – he has them on the bat line, on the bat phone where he's dude, like, he's, listen, he,
3: he,
1: you're he's never going to gonna believe what just happened to me.
0: <laughs> he just
2: has a great like a group camp. chat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, dude, dude, I would love to be in the Mel Gibson group chat.
2: The Mel, Mel Gibson – he probably does. Like, Just imagine your job because those – He gets $150,000 a year to be Mel Gibson's racist confidant. You know what I mean? Like that, he's that role in the posse. Like one guy is in charge of always getting the food. One guy is in charge (laughs) of getting the ladies. This guy is in charge of just being the sounding board for racist diatribes. (laughs)
1: And it's so racist. They don't even have to do anything. Like they don't really have to be racist. Like the group chat is just like they just send a picture of a monkey and then it's just an <laughs> LOL under it, and you're like, Jesus, now,
0: <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. <laughs>
3: That's it, it just
1: it's like something super racist. It's just that, and then it says uh, something whatever the the racist uh, catchphrases are. They're like. of the population, 50% of the crime, or whatever
3: it is. Oh,
2: God. Oh, that talking point. Oh,
0: man. Love that. Uh, Yeah. mm, But welcome
1: to the Odeer Thanksgiving spectacular.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's
2: right. We're excited. You know the funny thing
0: about Mel Gibson is, like, he, uh, I guess, was bitching about Hollywood and, like, wokeism at some point. And people yeah. are talking about how his career was taken away from him. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I found it interesting that I, I'm trying to remember. I was talking to someone who didn't realize what Mel Gibson had done. And he was yeah. like, dude, Mel Gibson used to be huge and now he wasn't. Why? it's because the people in charge took him away because he said some things about Israel or something. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he said some things. And if he said yeah. about Israel, that didn't even make the highlight list of yeah. the things that he said. So I, I doubt it. But he did kind of prove that Jews do run Hollywood. I mean, he said some shit and then boop, gone. <laughs>
2: That, uh, yeah, I mean, well, he proved what we already knew to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. But, he said uh, one of the most racist things of all time, which was he
0: referred to as a group of black people as a pack. That's like the most yeah. like anytime you like get into that, like. He said, I hope you get raped by a pack of, you know, N-words. And I'm like, that's the N-word to me is not even the most offensive part of that. It's yeah. <laughs> like is, is that you think that there's just roaming packs of black people who just <laughs> rape white women and that they're on the prowl and if you wear a shirt or a skirt that's too tight, they're they're gonna be there. <laughs> like that's so fucking preposterous.
2: It's it's actually is- funny. Funny how racist that is. That 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 is the there is a style of racism where it's so racist you actually kind of can't help but laugh because it's, it's absurd. A very, yeah, it's yeah. so absurd. It's so absurd. The dog, the bounty hunter yeah, voicemail. That tape is some of the hardest I've ever laughed. It was just yeah. Christian <laughs> making fun of that that tape. Um. Because it it's gets- very racist, but it's also logical. Yeah. Like it's like given – it's like if you accept the world that he lives in, which is that he's racist, Yeah, there's a logic to it. But then also what's so fucking funny is these people who say these awful things, they don't – no one thinks of themselves as racist yeah. even as they're just throwing out the N-word all willy-nilly, calling right. groups of black people packs. Uh, it's like they, they somehow even they, they don't think they're racist.
1: Yeah. They're just like, well, I'm just saying whatever he's thinking. Like, no, but he was thinking that Mel.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Come on. You were thinking that Jesus.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, that one. Well, to me it it gets, it, it can be, and it can be scary if you let it be, but when it's that vile, I just think it's funny. Like as long as there's distance from it, you know, um, but like it could like if you watch a documentary about like neo Nazis marching and stuff that shit can be that can be kind of frightening. But like when you you know dumb it down to Dog the Bounty Hunter saying like <laughs> the most racist shit and uh, like trying to cover for it is really really funny in my. Opinion.
0: What did Dog the Bounty Hunter even say, Brett? Do you want to tell us in exact words? Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> quote him. Let me grab my. Uh, sorry, let me grab my. Uh, uh, a framed version of it. I, I keep it on my wall um, as an inspirational quote. By the way, Brett um,
0: talking about Mel Gibson having, like, basically an entourage would be the funniest, like, season of entourage. It's just, you just have a turtle who, but he's just a racist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: you got it, Chrissy?
1: I'm looking it I'm trying to see if there's a. A transcript.
0: <laughs> Which, yeah, Christian, as the only person of color on this podcast, um, well, there's some like. <laughs> could you please tell the world what dog the bounty hunter a white man said? Well,
1: like there's some things like I don't want to click on certain links because this this one just says the simplicity and beauty of dog the hunter is racist, and I was like I don't want to click on that. Whoa, whoa,
3: because-
0: <laughs> what the simplicity and beauty? It's not a fucking. <laughs> Hilsner. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? about like it's a, <laughs> a, he used what? so little ingredients, and he really got a lot out of them. Like, what do you? <laughs> yeah, he's like Tom Petty. He only like, needs
2: four quarts. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, it's like a Italian pasta dish. There's only four ingredients in it,
1: it's, it's, but it's well, so I, good. <laughs> I didn't want to uh, – I didn't want to click on it because also the website name is shadowproof.com. That yeah, sounds no. like Boy,
2: uh, How did they – uh, that, re, that really is Stormfront. Uh, they lost their domain name, so they went with shadow <laughs> – what is it, shadow?
0: Shadowproof.
2: Shadow. Shadow. Christ. Uh. Uh, um, well, you know, uh, Google only puts websites at the top that you already frequent or similar <laughs> ones. <so. laughs> Christian, you got some splaining to do
1: but uh dogs um dog's tape is essentially him saying his son he's leaving a voicemail which is always a good idea when you're gonna say uh he's leaving a voicemail for his son saying listen i know you're dating this black girl doesn't say black girl i know you're dating this black girl (laughs) But um, but he just calls we, the I, N-word
0: to his son uh, who's dating her? Probably,
1: I probably not. I don't remember.
0: Okay. I, I was going to say, like, that's so, like, that's just oh, so above the top. <laughs> like, but basically above the says, top. Uh, what is the over the top?
1: Uh, He says, listen, we use the word, man, we use the word beep in this house. And if America <laughs> heard us using the word beep, then they would think we're fucking racist. But we're not racist. We just use the word beep
3: in this house.
1: And we don't mean this is my favorite part of the tape. Just, and he's like, we don't mean you uh, you beep without a soul, scumbag. Like that's that's not what we mean. Uh, but America but that's what America would think we mean when you we use the word beep. So I'm not gonna let I'm not going to let some beep ruin everything I work for because we (laughs) we
3: got caught saying.
0: Oh my God. Everything he worked for is is like the permission to say the N word. My favorite part is like, he's like, dude, that's what we do in this house. Like he has house rules. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's a sign when you walk in, take off your shoes. You have to say the N word. Like typical uh, house rules.
2: He's a, it's, again, the logic is there and it's like, if yes, then what else is true? (laughs) And he just answers like, we just say that word and...
1: (sighs) That's what the, the, the craziest part is. That exactly what we were just talking about. Racist people don't think they're racist. He goes, "We just use it. We don't mean you scum, blank without a soul."
0: <laughs> he's like,
1: <laughs> he's
2: like God "No damn one said it. that." Oh, yeah, yeah, you,
0: you're the one who conjured up those words together <laughs> to describe it.
1: <laughs> but basically, what he's saying is like, we don't mean like, we're not racist about it. We just use it like to refer to black people.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like know.
1: it's the craziest tape in the world.
0: It's like anyway. the the take of it's it's such a bad t- it would be like being like listen, we our house is vegan, but no one, you know, we don't eat any fucking meat at all. But I lost my train of thought, guys. It's over. <laughs> but, and then, but, better, then it's yeah. but but it's just a, we, can I do the train wreck noise? I had a train
2: yeah. of thought there, and then my baby cried, and then I just fucking like,
0: <laughs> wait, what? What did, I, what did yeah. I say?
2: It's you know this household is vegan, and also we say the n word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, anyway, guys, the, it, huh? real quick,
1: real quick, on this, like, what are the top five? best racist tapes
2: no, <laughs> that, do, i genuinely oh, honestly dog the bounty hunters is number one i, I think really never- i think it is number one because of how i don't know it's just it it makes you <laughs> it gives you a the deepest cringe you've ever had right and your only response is to just like involuntarily laugh because you're like it just is the it's most like, Jesus. Yeah, the, like the take with Mel Gibson is so like
0: vitriol that it's like kind of hard to listen to. But this one is so yeah. funny. He thinks that his his son dating a black girl will undo the work of him <laughs> earning to be able to say the n word at his in his house. As the
2: world, <laughs> as the world's <laughs> most interesting looking bounty hunter, like yeah. it just makes no sense that a guy with two feet long bleach blonde hair sunglasses inside and like a bright denim vest that in what world like picturing this guy blending in is just so funny to me (laughs) like isn't that what bounty hunters do aren't they supposed to kind of be not seen
1: well he he didn't take that approach uh i see i would argue it's weird that Dog to me is number one because it's so vile, but Mel Gibson is—it's like a neck and neck for me because Mel Gibson was so big. Like, oh uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like in terms of like fall from grace, like who yeah, would have true. an N tape? Like Mel Gibson's like descent, and I don't—I wonder if people really understand how big he was. But like, Mel Gibson was like Tom Hanks big.
0: Yeah, he was huge. He was like, I don't know the like the box office numbers, but I guarantee yeah. you in his like late 80s to late 90s, he was top two or three. Right. Like in terms of because like all those Lethal Weapon movies, like all like he made so many he was so popular. I mean, even yeah. the chick flicks he was in and like those type of things like, um, yeah, it's he was absolutely humongous.
1: <clears throat> and then you got to go. So you got to go Hulk Kramer and oh. Hulk Hogan. Yeah.
0: Kramer wow. and Hulk Hogan are definitely in the mix too. Uh Kramer's hobby need- is so it's just the saddest one. Because he yeah. thought he was being funny.
2: Yeah, and Yeah, and man, man, he could have just not gotten up on stage that night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just uh-huh. wow. there's because he's not even a comic. I suppose that's why when faced with I don't know the specifics of it, but when faced with any resistance or heckling, you know, there's always, there's always a flow chart in your head of how to respond and, right, you know, calling a black person, the N word or even a white person, uh, is, that's low on the list of stuff you should go to. Yeah. I, uh,
0: man, talk about what, what a save line, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Same line. laughs> this will get me out of it he's like yeah he's like uh, if I bomb I'll just I know what I can fall back on don't yeah. worry I, I got this what if he recovered and like had his closer was just a monster <laughs> like how good of a joke how good of a joke would that have to
2: be for that to to win the crowd back you the, know what I mean Something. it would be special it would be special <laughs> wait who is the other one there's Kramer there's Hulk Hogan. oh yeah.
1: Hulk, Hogan. Hulk Hogan's was kind of like not it, he was like to me I've always thought Hulk Hogan's tape was like uh it's more dumb guy from Tampa. I guess because I'm from Florida, so I understand that guy a lot.
0: Refresh he, refresh our memories, what happened with Hulk Hogan? Was it a sex tape? Yeah, it was a sex tape and an N word tape. Which is,
2: In one wow, yeah. Man. Yeah. that's pretty yeah. that's pretty wow. great. Yeah, that's he, pretty he, great. He so said, he, Yeah
1: his friend at the time, I don't know if they're still friends. It's so, such the weirdest story in the world. His friend, uh, radio personality, Bubba, the love sponge.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) he legally changed his name to Bubba, Uh, the love sponge. Man. Just
2: so he could hold, hold, hold on to his $82,000 a year. Tallahassee, Florida (laughs) local DJing gig.
1: So, so yeah, so he, um, he is a radio DJ. He's friends with Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Came on his show all the time because he lives in Tampa. Um, and at some point at, during his divorce, Bubba the Love Sponge said, Hey, man, uh, you, you know, you can fuck my wife. You know, you're going through a rough time. Why don't you go ahead and fuck my wife?
2: <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ you know i just want to say guys there was a point in my life where i was going through a rougher time and i don't know it would have been nice anyway go on i offered
0: offered, but when i wrote i sent you the script and it had n-words in it you said no so (laughs) So
1: so so hogan takes him up on his offer and Dude, I love to just Hogan.
2: real quick. I love just picturing them having that combo, and like Hulk Hogan's like teary eyed, like "Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bubba. <laughs> Appreciate it, Bubba oh, the love sponge. Thanks, so, Mr. H- H- love sponge. Thanks, Mister Love Sponge. Glad Hogan. I can fuck your wife."
1: Hogan takes him up on his offer, and unbeknownst to Hogan, Bubba has a camera in his bedroom, and he tapes Uh-oh. the
2: whole thing was uh uh-oh kind of stingy like
1: yeah like i guess hogan didn't know so he just you know he tapes the whole thing and um yeah so he had sex with his wife and then afterwards they're having like pillow talk i guess afterwards and hulk's it's kind of sad because hulk's like at the corner of the bed just sitting there and just ruminating basically about his daughter dating a black guy and he's like you know he's like Look, I think all people are good, like whatever, whatever. But you know, if she's gonna date a beep, then I, at least date
0: a rich beep, like a basketball player. or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, normal post coitus talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And then he goes, he goes. I guess Jesus we're all a
0: racist. he goes. I guess we're all a little racist to some degree
1: fucking beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did he really say
1: that <laughs> yeah like, oh uh, man it's, just, it's so out of nowhere um but he's like That's- it's weird because he's having like a moment like he's ruminating like he's actually going like you know does that make me racist i don't know <laughs> I'm like, yeah no yeah. He's, he's, he's like being thoughtful there's he's like an after school being, special then,
2: but <laughs> yeah. he's being thoughtful and then it, I guess it just gets whisked away by going ah fucking <laughs> yeah So
0: it's like the end of a like, sitcom where everybody learns the lesson he's like I guess we all could be a little bit racist <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking beep
3: <laughs> the facts of life the facts of life <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah that one that one was weird, I, and I've said before, like, it, to me, that's just dumb guy from Tampa that doesn't understand racism. Like, doesn't really get what what that word means to people.
0: I have a friend who uh, is from the, the area in Florida where he's from, and uh, he said he played soccer with Nick Hogan. Oh, boy. And they were on the same, like, Little League soccer team. Oh, yeah. wow. And he was like, so, like, on a Sunday morning, you would just see Hulk Hogan and then, like, randy savage would show up and they're just wearing plain clothes watching kids play soccer and i'm like what the fucking life is that and like that's how awesome. weird you're playing little league soccer and then you just look over and it's like
1: yeah brother
3: kick <laughs> the ball into the goal uh
1: yeah that was um that's the one of the it's a really interesting story because hogan um he, that was when gawker was still around hogan sued gawker kind of famously was 120 gawker. million dollars 120 million dollars. he didn't have the he doesn't have the um I, the money obviously for the lawyers to do that so he was bankrolled um in that case by i think peter Thiel. peter thiel like the dude who was one of the an angel investors of facebook oh um, interesting
0: because gawker
1: did a story he hated,
0: when, he hated gawker right yeah
1: yeah, he hated Gawker, and Gawker did a story about him. So he bankrolled Hulk Hogan's lawsuit and just freaking torpedoed Gawker into the ground like it doesn't exist anymore.
2: I don't even know. Yeah, if they're they, done. But they were kind of shitheads too. They were like, shitheads. Yeah. I'm sure Peter Thiel. I don't know who the. I, I just know of the name. I'm sure he's a yeah. shithead. But like, they were like, and that that was also even the Hulk Hogan sex tape. I'll be honest, I actually didn't know it was also an N-word tape. I thought it was just a sex tape. And, like, it really demonstrated kind of in liberal circles how inconsistent with their values they are given the identity of the person. Yeah. Because it's like – there's no world in which they would be going snickering ha 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 ha, mia, ha look at him look at this sex tape if it was they would never leak a an actress's sex tape right? Um, yeah. but you can kind of laugh because it's a man or you know it is Hulk Hogan who's obviously a very cartoonish figure but it still yeah. is like cartoon or not you don't fucking do that that's like not even remotely journalism <clears throat> hmm. right right
0: I, I find, like, the, the standards of journalists journalism has gone by the wayside over the years. Like, I just feel like – I thought the John Gruden thing was a big – it's like no one even questions where these things come from. Like, what ha- the NFL investigated the Redskins, the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, was like – there were some allegations between the ownership and how they were treating the cheerleaders – and they oh. investigated, and then they found all these emails from John Gruden to one of the people who worked uh, in the Redskins organization named Bruce Allen. And they were friends, so they sent a bunch of emails back to each other. And then the NFL just leaked the emails and got John Gruden to, f- to fired and now John Gruden suing them. And it's like, what like, I don't understand the journalistic, if, if someone's breaking the law, or if someone's doing something terrible, and and then you're you know there's like a someone deep inside, it's a source, you know those things are uh, the whistleblower type thing. Um, you could argue that the person should have the duty to, as a someone a responsible citizen, to report such crimes, you know, in a way. But if you're just releasing a sex tape where a guy says the n word, or you're just releasing emails or the guy said some shitty things, it just seems like a deeply personal thing that you're just trying to ruin someone's life in exchange for the money you get from the clicks which should Mm -hmm. just be illegal like i don't understand how like you can just do that like when the sony hack thing happened everybody couldn't wait to read the emails of like of course people talking like they're private correspondence; they weren't meant to be said to anybody like if i you know it's like if i sent somebody a text message and it was just intended for them why the fuck if it was about somebody, why the fuck does that person get to know that I was I, I, like, do we have no right to privacy? Do we have no right to say these things? And I know you could say, well, you know, you should have written it on a company email. And yeah, all right, sure. But that doesn't mean because you did that, that you deserve to have it. That happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it just seems – it seems like we live in this weird time where like no one seems to give a shit when somebody unloads a bunch of documents that make people lose their jobs because they're shitheads. But I don't know. It just seems to me that think, that's I don't happen. even – I mean I don't know the
2: Gruden one. Do we ever talk fully about that? I mean – Yeah, we, 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 we talked about it. We talked about it a little but, bit, yeah. But it, it – I mean you're not wrong. Um, people should be allowed to be shit just say, I mean, frankly, you should be allowed to say shitty things in your private correspondence. E- yeah. Even even slurs. Even, it's and, private correspondence. And, and even uh, like John Gruden, it's like, uh, it doesn't even matter what he actually said because no one's going to take the time to really go through it. Now it yeah. can just get reported. He said racist, homophobic, and sexist language. Right. And since it's being said that that's what it is, that's really what it is. I'm sure he said things that aren't great. He's a 55 year old football coach. They are, you know, they're not really at the cutting edge of progressivism as a, as a class of person. Um, Right. Right. Minus Pete Carroll, but that guy's gay. And um, (laughs) that's a, that's a football joke for Whitmer. That's a football joke for Whitmer. Pete Carroll's fine. I am just joking. Um, now he, I just say it because he's like I think he's like, the, like like a new age liberal football coach, you know, <laughs> you know, which is to say uh, it's harder for him to win a ring. Anyway, um, <laughs> just I, this is, these aren't my philosophies, but they're kind of yeah. just fun to fun to say. Has he won a ring? That's a side question. Yeah, he has. Is yeah, he with the Seahawks. yeah. Oh, oh, okay, never mind with the Seahawks. Oh, yep. Damn it! I
1: barely I, I, knew that.
2: I guess wokeism prevailed. Um,
1: <laughs> yet again.
2: Yet again. I guess it's the idea of him being a woke new
0: age coach, he's like 74 years old. He's <laughs> like, you know, he's so woke.
2: There's some NFL coaches, dude, they have like, there's like a dude who's like 32. He wears like a flat brim cap. And I'm like, you should not be allowed to lead a football team wearing a flat brim cap. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Maybe this is like an observation. It's Kyle Shanahan. He's like a Niners coach. And I look over yeah. and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, well, he looks like he just finished shopping at Billabong. Why <laughs> the fuck? Like, he looks like he should be loitering outside of a mall, not like oh, yeah. coaching like, men who are actually older than them and way stronger.
0: He looks like a DJ. He yeah,
2: does. Like, Sh- yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, uh, He, uh, he words like Jeezy, Jee- Jeezy's, Jeezus, Jesus Jeezy's. Easy, easy yeah
2: yeah uh i mean he has opinions about donda versus certified lover boy it's weird <laughs> it's weird he shouldn't be allowed to have opinions about that's yeah, weird like a yeah, young football coach
1: yeah he looks like a. let's see how old he is he is 41 pretty young for a football coach
2: yeah but i think flat brim caps if honestly, if you're a white guy, I think you kind of can't wear a flat brim cap past 35. Ooh, uh, yeah, just I got, looked,
0: I got, I got one more year and some change.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just looks weird. It, it just looks weird. Just looks weird. Bend it, man. You're white. You got to bend it. <laughs> is that is this fair? Like white guys look better with bent ball calves. Black guys look they look good. They look cool with a flat brim.
1: So is he like I'm reading his Wikipedia. Was was he ever
0: a player? He played in college briefly, but his dad was a his dad's an NFL f- football coach who he's either in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Well so- uh, there it goes. Nepotism to small yep.
0: no but a little bit uh, right a little little bit bit.
3: though yeah
0: but in 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 the sense though he's had he's had access to nfl locker room since he was like fucking 11 years old so if there's any you know he grew up in it so like he clearly has some expertise in the subject you know
1: has there ever been a, like a football coach or any kind of coach of any sport that never played? They're just a genius.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Andy Reid, I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick, and Andy Reid never played high. It's like I think Andy Reid might have played college, and I don't. I don't know where Bill Belichick stopped playing, but Bill Belichick definitely didn't play. Uh, pre, uh, you know, uh, he played maybe, maybe playing at the college level, but not at like a big college. No, like I at mean, least like- Kyle Shanahan went to like texas i think or something he went to like a d1 school uh to play so even though he didn't play a lot he still made it to a you know a d1 caliber program or whatever but um i guess what
1: i'm like what i was picturing is like a bobby fisher genius boy genius who's never oh it's
3: like (laughs) doing
1: like sitting in a yoga pose floating (laughs) right coming up with plays (laughs) yeah who could just strategize in his head like I mean, Bill Belichick looks like he's never played, but uh, definitely, yeah. I'm what I'm picturing is like, like a boy genius or girl or girl genius <laughs>
0: <laughs> or bug genius. What about the bug genius? Uh, that's hilarious.
2: that's fine too.
1: Everybody's yeah, it, welcome here.
2: It is weird. It is weird to see. I don't give a shit, of course, but it is weird to see female referees. Cause like right. you ever watch like a player yell at them and they yell back and you're like, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. does that make sense?
1: Right. I there's uh, there's female referees in pro wrestling now, um, which is uh, just fine. Which, which doesn't even matter, right? Um, but there's this old there's this dude who does a podcast. He's an old school wrestler wrestling manager who like he's just old man yelling at clouds as his podcast like he's just mad about everything that the young wrestlers are doing it's interesting it's fun to listen to and all this stuff but his point is like the idea of a referee is that they're supposed to be in charge of like if a situation gets out of control they should be able to handle the athletes like a boxing referee should be able to handle each fighter and they're like if his argument is that if you have a female referee then it like you know, nobody's it's not believable that they could handle like, two grown athletic men.
2: Right. It's just so fake. Like the idea of her a woman being able to referee fake fighting is just crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how the, if somebody, if it gets out of hand. You mean like in the script where it always gets out of hand? Because that's the whole point of wrestling was for it to get out of
1: hand. <laughs> he's arguing in the in the fantasy of the in the reality of the fantasy, right, right. You know, it'd be like if you were watching a John, you know, some kind of movie, and then like you know, some fifteen-year-old beats up John Wick or something. You'd be like, "What?"
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, Chris, can I run this wrestler character by you? I, I do. don't know if I ever have, and I think uh, I finally figured out what my wrestling character would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what it would be. I would want to be. I I think it would be awesome to be a referee gone rogue who is, like, tired of, like, watching these guys be stars and is like, I'm going to fucking start wrestling. And because he's a referee, he's in cahoots with all the refs who just Ah. constantly cheat for him to get to the top. And he just is, like, he's, like, jealous and just talking shit. I'm like, you guys fucking suck. And uh, he's a (laughs) villain. He's, like, corrupt.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Plus he knows all the work
2: because
0: everybody hates refs. So it would work. And exactly. he knows all the
1: rules, so he skirts. Yeah. he skirts a lot. He's like, I got till five.
0: <laughs> it would be funny if he somehow won every match because he somehow could figure out how to disqualify the other fighter or the other yeah. wrestler. Yeah. So it's I like, yeah, so you broke the
2: rules, you lose. <laughs> yeah, those are not those are not proper footwear. Those aren't proper yeah. footwear. Pursuant yeah. Title Seventeen. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, he has like the rule book and like knows every yeah. old ass rule. <laughs> yep, get you disqualified. He keeps the title for like three years.
2: <laughs> tell me this isn't a tell me this isn't a good character. It's a great character. Tell me, it. tell me that would not
1: take
0: over wrestling. It would be great. I, that I would watch. I would watch a uh, five minutes of that until they started fighting.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's Bro, it's uh, just I, always the least fun part of pro wrestling. There's yeah, it's so funny. It's the it's the exact window. opposite. God damn it. Is that rig? Is that you? Fucking losers,
3: dude! <laughs> it's, Fuck
0: um, you.
2: it's just a very uh, if you if you honk weird. your horn,
0: you're you're the worst human being alive. It's literally honking your horn is literally never one time in the history of the world has ever made any situation better. It's never one time helped. Everybody you know, honks their horn is just a irredeemable asshole. Feels good sometimes. Feels
2: good. Feels good. Uh, I, I honked twice at two people yesterday And got in altercations twice Drive-by altercations Did you uh, really? Yeah dude because these people <laughs> these Everyone in New York operates like The rules don't apply to them mm-hmm. And they Oh but it's my rules And these people just wear these like two Like ladies that were like probably in their early 20s Just walk across the street Yeah they don't. They don't have the walk sign I have a green light And they're taking their sweet ass time. So I honk at them and And look at you. And they look at me and flip me off and go, oh, fuck you. What the fuck's your problem? And I I just go, what you did was rude. It was rude. (laughs) And then they're going, you got the green light now. Just drive away. Just drive away. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but I had it a minute ago too.
2: (laughs) Right. And I was so annoyed because I literally considered, emotionally considered just – Pulling to the side, putting my hands <laughs> on, getting out of the car and being like, you did the wrong thing. ass!" Like I'm inconveniencing myself more just to tell them how wrong they were. But mm-hmm. they were wrong. But I just hate that every New Yorker acts like, fuck you. Like you're in the wrong. Say A guy tried to come into my lane because someone was double parked. He almost hit me. I honked and flipped him off. And he just does the same thing. It's like, no, you get to get flipped off if you almost hit someone. You, you should just take that and go, I deserve that. I almost hit a car by trying to get in a lane that I didn't have the right of way in. Yeah. But no, but he flips me back off, which annoys me because I know I'm right. Yeah. And because we're in cars, there's like this separation where you can feel you are meaner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you're like separated. Yeah. It's almost like the internet, why you can yeah, be mean to can't people. Yeah,
1: he can't jump on you between the car, right?
2: Exactly. So, uh, those are my I had two altercations yesterday. I was having a great day, gotten two altercations on the drive to go hang out with my friend and watch a football game, and then was just in a worse mood because I had to assume the role of righteous indignation with these people.
1: And we know what I, you mean when you say these people.
2: <laughs> you know what One of them was white I want to go on the record And say it was White on white crime Two The other two I think it was I actually think it was Black women So But that's <laughs> but, but hey But that's I how you know I,
1: That's how I, Yeah
2: I I was willing to yell at them Because I view them as equals I wasn't yeah. gonna well, Tiptoe that, around that They were being assholes
0: Like that's the problem With like With driving in New York Is we're probably driving anywhere Is like when people get into a car, they – all of a sudden, it becomes like people operating all of their like most selfish impulses because all they give a fuck is how to – is getting to their location – And any other thing is, is, is an obstacle. So like, like I was driving in the, like the fucking ambulance was coming and we were in traffic and the ambulance was coming behind me. So I started to just drive into the right lane, hoping that the, the truck, uh, the SUV next to me would just like, let me creep in front of him. So the ambulance could go by and the dude literally wouldn't let me in he would he kept moving up and move, like, I'm like, dude, like, what do you, do you, do you think that me letting me in is going to make your dick smaller? Like, it, it, <laughs> what do you do? Like what pride, what pride are you fighting for right now? Yeah. What world is like me getting in front of you? Such a fucking shot at your manhood. Like, fuck you every, or like you in the situation where like you're driving and then a lane gets closed. So yeah. like the couple lanes that you, you do a thing, it's called thrift. Threading. You let one car go, and then you go. You let one car go, and, you, and if everybody just takes a fucking breath and just does through the system, we can get through this traffic thing so much quicker. But inevitably, someone's like, "No, I'm not letting that guy in," and, it, and, they, and it's just everybody is a selfish cunt behind the wheel. And I fucking like I lose my mind when I drive, and it drives everybody crazy in the car with me. But it just people are just pieces well, of shit all the time. People
2: Don't understand who don't drive in New York that. You know, it's not road rage. It's just like road righteous indignation. Like it's not rage. It's just, I'm road perpetually annoyed Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I'm mostly doing it right. Um, and everyone else is fucking it up. But of course I don't remember the times I fuck up. I just go, well, that happened.
1: (laughs) You know what sucks about driving in New York? Everybody, everybody drives like an asshole. And to the point where it's like, like you have to drive like an asshole to keep yes. up like they 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 yes. set the standard that you have to drive like a douchebag because right. like everybody does it and there's just no other way to operate because right. you're gonna get For like someone who's like if if, gonna, if you don't drive like an asshole you're gonna get into an accident like you, you can't right. even drive safely <laughs> yeah
0: it's like someone gets a job in city hall and they're like they're like trying to clean up city hall, but then they realize that yeah. the only way to advance in city hall is to be a corrupt piece of shit. So they yeah. just have, you just have to be, you have to be a piece of shit in yeah. hall driving. It's, it's like when you're dri- like I'll just be driving like, especially driving out to long Island every now and then it's like, I'll be in the left lane. The speed limit's 50 and I'm going 65. I'm going 15 over the speed limit that to me, that's like, all right, I'm driving fast. 15 over yes. speed limit is 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 not slow but then you have just some guy on your ass in his fucking car living out his fast and the furious fantasy wanting you to be an extra in his dumb that, little small dick fantasy and I, and he's just on your ass and i'm like dude like wh- what like i'm going 15 over like this like <laughs> yeah. at this point like what like this is on you like so i That's i really not try fast enough for me I know and I I just like I'm trying my best to just let them stew behind me but it bothers me that they're so (laughs) close to my bumper I hate those guys
1: more than anything especially when it's like midnight two o'clock in the morning you're just like driving there's barely anybody and they're on your ass going. I'm like every time somebody does that, I go. Where are you going? That you need to get there that fast. I guarantee yeah. no one's going to be happy to see you when you get there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're that kind of person. You douche. yeah.
0: And everybody uh, treats who, treats you like the person in front of you is the no, the only thing stopping you from getting there in time. And you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't realize that if I let you go over, you're just going to run into another car that's going as fast as I am. I like it's not just me. The you know, yeah. like.
2: Right, right. Uh, I, you know one thing's really satisfying. I was in the traffic jam uh, that's like a week or two ago and on the highway and uh, I saw some cars doing the little shoulder thing, which I always get pissed when I see people driving the shoulder just to get ahead. So I just you know, you know what I did. I just pulled my car to block the shoulder like <laughs> half, halfway into the sho- the media the shoulder median and just halfway in yeah. the lane. And there are dudes behind me. There's this guy who was just honking. And I was like, well, this is just what's happening because I'm not letting you be an asshole. So yeah. now I'm an asshole to this guy yeah. for not letting him, <laughs> for actually going, you know what? I'm putting my foot down and I'm doing something that everyone, everyone who could see me doing this would be proud of me. Yeah. They would be proud Everyone's of me. And they say, you're doing the right thing.
1: Everyone else is in their car cheering you on.
3: <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> thank you.
1: I saw something pretty funny happen. It was uh, eh, maybe not funny, but like this dude um, was in the bike lane on a bike and then there was this traffic traffic jam on, on, on the road. So this dude, the guy in the car tried to like veer into the bike lane to get past it because I guess everybody was going straight and he just needed to make a left. So he gets in the bike lane and the bicyclist is like, no. No.
3: <laughs>
1: he goes, you get back in there. You get back in there. This is the bike lane. And he fucking made him get back in. <laughs> it was kind of satisfying. But like, Did there's, I got a never, of, there's a part ahead. of me that's kind of like, I mean, let him go. Yeah,
3: right.
1: left, but also, yeah, that's it is a bike lane,
0: dude. I have no respect for bikes, people on bikes. They're all assholes. <laughs> Cause it's like every person on a bike acts like like them being on a bike is the most important thing right now on the road because they're really vulnerable, but yeah. they also simultaneously break every single traffic law. Like That's they true. just, they just yeah. go through every red light. They like will literally drive in front of a car and make the car drive slower. I'm like, like I get that you want to be respected on the road because you feel like you, your life could be in danger cause you're, you're an idiot and your a bicycle, <laughs> But like you don't also then get to break all the rules like you can't do both ways. You can't be so concerned about your safety and then run every red light or drive into the middle of the road and go slow as fuck. And I can't drive around you because you're in my fucking way. I was driving with this one time and there was these two bicyclists who were just driving in the middle of the road. There was no bike lane. And they were both just side by side in the middle of the road oh, they were friends God. and I, I couldn't and it was like it was a two way <laughs> wow. it Everybody was a two way dance <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking two way, and, and and every time I look up, like to pass them, there, there's no, I can't get through. Eventually, I could get through, and then I would go over, and then it would, I would hit a red light, and then fucking dick wads would come right by. They would literally go around my car like this, and I'd get right back, and, and I'm stuck <laughs> behind them again, dude. I'm like these people. I want to hit them with my car. I really
2: want it them should, to. that. It. Should be legal to hit people doing that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, it's a, yeah,
0: that's really
1: obnoxious. There's this is a, this no, how you ahead.
2: know. Sorry, this is a quick little mini story. This is how you know everyone in New York thinks everyone else is fucking it up and they're the only one doing it right, this, and including <laughs> myself. There's yeah. one time. This is like I don't know a couple months ago. Whitmer was picking me up. We were driving to a show in like Philly or something. And uh, Whitmer calls me and he goes, "Hey man, I'm outside." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I was like in a rush, so I just grab my shit and I'm, I'm just like, oh, "I'm in a I hurry." I grab my shit and I just don't think and I just there's I see a car double parked right out of my house and I get in and an Uber driver turns and looks me looks me and goes like who are you what are you doing <laughs> And then and then I was like, "Oh, dude, fucking relax." <laughs> I remember this. I was looking
3: I remember, in the rearview mirror. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> dude
2: fucking chill out, you <laughs> asshole." <laughs> I got I actually was annoyed at him yeah. for questioning why a random guy got in his car. <laughs> and I I think he's being a dick for uh, <laughs> just <Yeah>. existing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is an Uber driver. So it's not out of the ordinary that a random person might get in this car from well, every now and, well, and then. I didn't
0: realize it was an Uber driver because I drove I up think and think I like- I think
2: it moved. wasn't. I think it was just oh, okay. a person. <laughs> yeah. It was just oh, a guy. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, hilarious. Because a driver would have been like, oh, are you whatever, <laughs> Mike? And I would have said, no. Uh, it <laughs> was just great a person.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Dude, it's so funny. Because imagine how scared you'd be. You're just driving, and then all of a sudden, someone opens up your car door. You'd be like, "What the
3: fuck?" Oh, relax. Yeah,
0: Yeah, relax. Yeah. What if someone got to mug you?
2: Literally, uh, yeah. Only in retrospect can be like, that's that's pretty unfair of me to. blame this guy for being in an area in which my friend was also picking me up. I
0: remember that. It was so funny because I, I drove up and I'm looking in the rearview mirror and Brett's like, I'm on my way out. And I see him like come out of his house and I see him immediately walk up to a car and open the door. And I go, oh, does he have another friend meeting him here too? Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's someone else who's driving. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I quickly, I was like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> wrong car one of uh one of my favorite road rage stories is uh my brother-in-law he uh he told me i I guess natasha was in the car too i think they both told me the story that they were driving i don't know they probably cut somebody off or did something and the driver was fucking pissed and just following them for like miles and uh and he my brother-in-law is driving and he's scared he's like scared but still like what the fuck the guy's just following and him, following and him, following him, to the point where he like pulls off to the side of the road hoping that he'll just like yeah go away or something and the guy pulls behind him and stops right so he's pulled up and then he just goes to natasha and i don't know how he thought of this so quickly he goes go in the go in the glove compartment and get me the glove that's in there so she gives him a glove and it's just this black <laughs> leather glove and he takes it and puts his hand out the window, the driver window, and puts it on dramatically. And <laughs> what? <laughs> and then puts his hand outside the driver, driver seat and just starts tapping his fingers on the, the driver's oh side God. door, like waiting for it to come. And the guy was approaching the car and just like got back in his car and drove away.
0: <laughs> I was Dude. like, that's brilliant. Dude, I was driving one night. It was when I lived in the South, and uh, I would drive between uh, Hilton Head and Savannah, which is like a forty-five minute drive, an hour drive. And there was like this two-lane or one-way one road going each way, uh, but it had like the pass lines. You know, you could pass. So I was. It was like it was like midnight or one in the morning. So it was no, no one was on the road. But the speed limit's like fifty-five, and I come across a car who's doing like forty-five. And there's literally no one on the road. So I just pass him on the, I go into the left lane and pass him. And apparently like this affected his manhood. Cause then all of a sudden <laughs> he speeds up, he immediately starts tailgating me and then he passes cuts in front of me and then starts breaking Oh, so then so I'm hardcore, breaking, huh? I'm breaking and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I try to go around him and then he tries the cut and I'm like, we're playing this game and I'm like, what the fuck is this psychopath doing? And eventually like he stops in the middle of the road and he starts to get out of his car. And then I just pass him on the side and just keep going. Yeah. And I just literally floored it. And I think I lost him, but I'm like, yeah. what? so this guy is just driving around and then someone passes him and he's like, good. I was hoping I would get into an altercation yeah. today. Like what the fuck kind of actually? Attitude do these people have behind the road, the behind the wheel. It just makes no fucking sense that you're looking for fucking shit like that.
2: I love the whole. I'm gonna be passive aggressive with the brake thing because it's like, hey, what's the what's the risk reward here? The reward is you get to be like eh, heh, heh, in your face to someone yeah. who you don't actually see their face. The risk is they hit you, you yeah. both spin out of control and die. <laughs> Yeah, is that really? Is that really on the scales of justice? Is that really like, oh, that was totally worth it?
1: Yeah, I've never understood the the tapping on the brakes thing. That's like, I was like, you're gonna fuck up your own car, stupid. You're gonna fuck up your own car. Like, even if you get hit,
2: you fucking then have to deal with the headache of insurance and your rate going up and getting your car repaired and
1: some people some people are just angry dude like it's like uh did you guys ever see manchester by the sea that movie Mm -hmm. yeah
2: solid movie with casey affleck
1: casey affleck he um spoiler alert he he gets drunk one night and causes a fire that kills his kids um and uh so then he's just like he's just a miserable like angry guy just walking around so he like there's one scene where he just goes to a bar and just stares people down just like hoping to get into a fight like yeah that's those people are out there like you never know it's just fucking crazy so anyone who cuts
2: me off in traffic i'm gonna go i'm sorry you killed your kids (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean
1: (laughs) i feel like there's a third of a chance you're gonna be right
2: (laughs) there's some yeah there's some tragedy that befell them that they kind of hate themselves for sometimes I'll be driving and like someone will do something
0: at like an asshole. And then Sarah will say something to try to like make me empathetic. She'd be like, well, maybe, you know, there, there, maybe there's an emergency and, and they're they're driving their, their wife
2: to the hospital.
0: And mean. I, and I, you know, something like that. Or in I'm sure try to remember one of the times she was like, maybe, maybe someone died or something and they're And I'm like, good. I hope they did because that's the only <laughs> way their behavior is appropriate is if someone's dead. So, yeah. Oh, I remember what it was. Now there was a, we're in terrible traffic. And I was like, what the, like, there's no reason for this traffic. And she's like, someone could be dead up there. I'm like, well, they better be because if we're just in here stuck in this traffic and no one's dead, then there's no way to understand this. And and someone's
2: got some hell to pay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I uh, we've been talking for fifty-one minutes and we haven't even mentioned Thanksgiving. What Hold on, oh, I got one, yeah. more yep. one more driving story. One more driving story.
2: This and this is a recent one. We're just getting the let out here, but this, yeah. and this isn't me driving. This is just emblematic of in New York, we're all just everyone else is an asshole. I was uh, I was driving and I saw a funeral procession in New York, which is the worst city in the world to have to do a funeral procession with the yeah. cars. Yeah. And one of the cars of the funeral procession pulled up into the intersection, blocked the the opposing lane from being yeah. able to go even though they had the green light. They just blocked them and it was like a sedan. It wasn't even like the like funeral black limo. And <laughs> and so that guy who got blocked got out of his car and was like hey fuck you what the fuck is this i don't give a fuck and it just makes me laugh that even in new york to mourn you have to get in an altercation yeah does that make sense just to like just to like remember someone you still got to get in a fight with a delivery driver (laughs) it's like you can't just mourn in peace there's too many people
1: one time I was in—I was driving in Florida. This is like when I was 16 or something, or 17. I had just got my license, I guess. Yeah. So I'm—I'm I'm driving, and uh, you know, it's not a busy road. But so I'm driving, and then all of a sudden, there's a funeral procession, and I—I I was like, I don't know the like the thing. I don't know the procedure here. Like, they're driving really slow. Like, am I supposed to wait behind them? Because I could Because there's an l- open lane to their left, that I could pass them and i'm just like kind of tailgating the funeral procession <laughs> car and then the guy just go like waves me like just go just go and i just like passed him and like zoomed off and then afterwards i was like i think i was supposed to wait <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like i still to this day don't know are you supposed to just wait behind them cuz it's not your funeral like my I, own I, mother I, like somebody could be dying in my life but i have to go rescue <laughs>
0: Right. I guess if I there's an open, if there's an open lane you, you, to go, I would assume you could just pass him. No, right? that feels
1: I, disrespectful.
0: But like, yeah,
2: well, it's disrespectful what, to waste my time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's like, to me, it's like, well, so we all have to drive 30 because Greg died. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what? I don't know that guy. I don't have to respect his memory by driving slowly. Right. That's true.
1: But, so Christian,
2: uh, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. I
1: do want to say this. I do want to say that maybe you're maybe you're listening to this on your Thanksgiving drive. There's the there's a segue. Yeah. Boom. Um, uh, I do want to say this. I'm going to at least one friendsgiving, but I do mm-hmm. not believe in the concept of friendsgiving.
2: Go off, I don't, go off, I
1: don't, King. I think I think it's dumb. I don't really like it. I'll play along because people enjoy it, but I don't. I, I don't think it's viable. I don't I don't care for it. I don't think it's real. I don't like that people made it up. And uh you know, Friendsgiving is
2: Of Friendsgiving course to Christian would be against an excuse for friends to hang out. Go
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't like the idea. It's like I okay, Friendsgiving to me is well, my family we all live in different parts of, you know, the The country the world whatever and none of our family we can't have our we can't go to our family's places for thanksgiving so on thanksgiving we are going to have friends over and have friends giving that i'm all for i'm fine with that it's the pre-thanksgiving post-thanksgiving friends hanging out so we can we can have a dinner i go no 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 you don't get you don't get two halloween's you know,
3: like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, don't, so I don't. You're, you're mad that, that sometimes people are trying
0: Sometimes
2: to- you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can have a Halloween party before Halloween. That's so, right, the Saturday before Halloween.
2: So you're saying, my but friends, who you, oh, you know, I'm having a friend friendsgiving tonight. I, I, you know, I will be driving down to Richmond to see my sister. Mm-hmm. Should I just t- cancel on them and say, "Hey, my Christian, my friend Christian says I'm being a selfish bitch by organizing a dinner and kind of just calling it Friendsgiving because whatever."
1: Yeah, shame. Um, I would, shame. I would. I would. I would appreciate that if you did that. Okay, I'll let them know and tell yeah. them why. <laughs> and tell them to at me, please. Uh, I, my friend Grisha doesn't believe in the concept, so I will uh, here for cancel. Yeah,
2: I know. I know you. I know you worked hard on a pie, but uh, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. you can bring it, but you can drop it off and leave.
0: We're just not going to call it Thanksgiving.
2: That's so, I get. That's so so funny. it's
0: it's funny cuz I remember Christian and I one time on uh, uh, Christian and I one time spent a very sad Christmas together. <laughs>
3: yeah. Do you
0: remember that Christian? Did we? we yeah. So it. so it was like I couldn't always go home for Christ- for Christmas, and I guess Christian couldn't. But Christian was waiting tables at TGI Fridays in Times Square. Yes, and they, they yeah. fucking made him work on Christmas. Right.
1: Yeah. And I Aww. couldn't. Go,
0: I couldn't go see my family for whatever reason it was. So I was like, dude, f- let's go out after your shift and just get fucked up. So him and I just yeah. like went out and got drunk at because bo- mm-hmm. bars are all open and stuff. But yeah. he spent the entire Christmas day waiting on tourists and fucking Times Square. That was a crazy day because
1: they, uh, it was an insane day because they, they, this TGI Fridays had two tiers, two levels, two floors. And, uh, so, then there's a kitchen on each floor, you know, for, in order to serve the amount of people that could fit on a floor. Like you really need uh-huh. those two kitchens. So, um, so the the day was completely dead like nobody came in so they sent the first floor or the second floor home all the cooks they closed that kitchen and sent everybody home oh
2: so then night
1: both floors were slammed and one kitchen dude i had tables just walk up and leave and i said i don't blame you and i just laughed (laughs) in their faces they're like it's been 30 minutes where's our food i was like i don't I it's I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I don't like. I would leave too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, in your defense, if you're at a Times Square um, uh, TGI, Friday's TGI Fridays on on, on Christmas, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe I you about should. That. Maybe you should. You try and block it out, huh?
1: I try to block out that sad Christmas. I do remember that because it was like. I, where do we go? Did we go to like that, that like McSorley's pub or something like that?
0: I remember we, we was somewhere in Midtown, cause we met after you got yeah. off and like, it was somewhere like a hell's kitchen or something. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, that Christmas and then another Christmas, I, I I went and I just I went and saw the Hateful Eight and then The <laughs> Revenant back to back yeah. on Christmas Day, uh, <laughs> and I'm like but the two longest movies of the year. Yeah, I went
1: and <laughs> and the just coldest back. movies of the year, like it's all snow. <laughs> I remember being like, like like coming out of the theater, of The Revenant, being like, I just like so cold,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, like I never want to be that cold again.
2: That was a funny movie because everyone was like, dude, can you believe he actually committed to jumping in the cold river? And I'm like, I don't know. You throw me twenty million dollars, I'll jump in a fucking river. <laughs> like, I've jumped in I've jumped in a river with friends on a weekend that was cold. Just yeah. cause to make them laugh. So, yeah. pretty sure if you were throwing me, uh, you know, twenty million in an Oscar, tw- twenty million an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, I'll dunk my toes in thirty degree. Yeah, dude, I did the, the the New Year's Day
0: polar bear swim in Coney Island for nothing. Other than yeah. I remember that. I remember you were telling
1: me to do that and I was like, okay, go go for it, dude. That's the old see Christian. Absolutely not.
2: No, Christian will not and I are different in that Christian will not impeach his comfort for a bit or for or for or even for an experience.
1: I I have very little FOMO and very little, I think, I do not think in terms of opportunity cost. I, I don't, like, I don't go like, well, what could I be missing? I go, no, I'm going to enjoy whatever I'm doing.
2: Instead. I, I, yeah. The, the, Christian, you have no amount of let's not and say we did. You're like, I don't even yeah. want to not, I don't even care about saying. I don't even, I, I don't even want to say I
1: did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I
2: just, I, uh, yeah.
1: uh, man, there was something, something that just like some movie or something like I, there's just something that I was like, I don't like comedy, especially that's like the, the, the joke is how hard they worked on it. You know what I mean? Like, like Tim and Eric, I think did a, did a, like a four hour courtroom uh, documentary. It's, it's basically just a court case about some dude who like, I don't know, something silly, like farted to death or whatever it is and like it but it's like a six hour court hearing and trial and they played it completely straight and it's filmed then you can just watch the whole thing and it's supposed like it's supposed to just be silly but i'm like like don't spend that much time like the idea is just supposed to be like dude can you believe we played it straight for six hours i'm like right. i don't care
2: yeah I don't I- care. Yeah. Speaking of, Brennan Buble is still available for sale. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which I'll tell you this, guys, and this is something I hope we can talk about next episode. But this week I will be formally issuing a cease and desist on Michael Buble. um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: but there's at least legs to this. And (laughs) there's there's a world where Michael Buble could interact with this.
2: Yes, that's true. So I'm hoping he does. Um, speaking of which, I actually have to take a call about it right now. Oh. so I'm, I'm jumping off. I'm jumping off.
1: Okay, we've got to wrap up anyway. Yep. See you guys. Bye. I
2: love you, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Brett Coyne. Yes. Ah, Nick you. Whitmer's album taping. Everybody should go to that. I, know, I yes. see all the numbers. So everybody should get tickets. You will sell that place out if every one of our listeners – uh, we'll sell that place out twice over. Everyone of our listeners gets a ticket.
0: Absolutely. There are two shows uh, on Sunday, January 16th. It's a, it's a holiday Sunday, so most people have Monday off, so there's no excuse. Six o'clock show, eight o'clock show. Tickets, uh, you can get them on Eventbrite, but just go to my website, thenickwitmer.com. If you sign up for my email list, you'll get an email immediately uh, with all the information for the tickets. And uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thank you. I hope
3: to see you there.
1: Yep, that's it uh, for us. Have a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving.